My friends, Rosh Hashanah is a few short days away. And I don't know about you, but I'm not ready. I'm just not prepared. The Yaimadin is less about tshuva and tearful repentance and more about creating a bond, a real kesher with the Rabbi Yishalem, getting to know our king, the Melech Malchi Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and how to coronate him on this special day. We create an attachment and that's something that will never be broken. But how do we do it? Are we prepared to face our master, our creator, our king on this all-important day? Do we even know how to go about it? Are we mere flesh and blood even physically and mentally suitable for such a tall task? Before I became the editor and publishing the Muncie Mavasar, I worked in real estate for almost 25 years. And I know it sounds like a cliche. A young Jewish boy learned in yeshivas, and now he's starting out, going into the workplace. Hmm, what should he do? I know, real estate. Really? You don't say. Well, actually, I was a property manager for many years in some of the most rough and tumble neighborhoods in New York. I'm talking about Jamaica, Queens, East Brooklyn, the South Bronx. I used to say that I worked in the trenches. I was literally on site inside the properties in contact with all the tenants on a regular basis. I remember this one woman who was what the insiders called a professional tenant. She was a landlord's worst nightmare, the kind of tenant who offers nothing but headaches and heartaches, unpaid rent, she would destroy her unit, violations all day long. She knew all the legal loopholes and technicalities in order to game the system to her advantage. She would use every local agency to assist her, and she would stave off the inevitable eviction process by stalling for time, demanding violations. She would actually, you know, break things and then demand that they be fixed and then call the city for violations. She even went so far as to declare bankruptcy, Chapter 11 protection, twice. I was many times in the courtroom with Mrs. Safia. That was her name. And even my attorney could not understand how she kept getting away with it for close to 18 months. She never paid rent, but she won every single time. The judge kept ruling in her favor. It wasn't until we managed to evict her that we learned her secret. The day she was kicked out of her apartment, I entered I entered her apartment and it was quite literally trashed. Every paper, every item, every article of clothing was just thrown, strewn about. The cleanup process alone took a few days. I was curious. I picked up some of the papers there, and I couldn't believe it. I saw a warm, handwritten letter to Mrs. Safia from none other than the judge who presided over her bankruptcy case. She was corresponding with the judge, and they were actually good friends. As a result, every decision that should have impacted her case when in her favor and she managed to hold out for a year and a half she never paid rent she would laugh in my face whenever i saw her and that's the reason why because she knew the judge and the judge did personal favors for her allowing her to get away with actions she never should have been allowed to get away with does this sound somewhat familiar aren't we all guilty of actions that we should have never done or things activities we should never have been part of withholding what we were supposed to take care of or performing things that we had no business being doing or performing. And yet, we come before the judge, the Abishter, and his heavenly tribunal, and we ask for mercy. We plead that we should not be evicted from our healthy and comfortable lives. We beg and we beseech the Rabbi Yishlam that we should not be forced to clean up our mess 
in a way that is harmful to us. We know that we haven't paid our rent. We haven't paid our dues. We haven't lived the life that Hashem wants and expects from us. So what can we do? Well, the answer is pretty clear. We have to get to know the judge to really connect and become close to the master of the world, the Rabbi Nishalel. Even if we have to use back channels to do so, the only way we can ask the judge to look away from our sins, from the ways that we've strayed, is by developing a close personal relationship with the Abishter. No, we don't have to become a professional tenant in this world, but like Chazal tell us that we can learn something from everyone, even a Ganif. The Gemara Brachis tells us, perhaps we can learn the importance of staving off of a, of staving off a disastrous judgment or even a negative decree by becoming friendly with the judge. If we hope to merit a Shana Toiva, a sweet new year, maybe we need to talk sweet. We need to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that nothing else matters now but our relationship with him. We know that we're not worthy of meriting a successful new year based on our actions. So guess what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. We need to become as friendly and warm and loving and caring and receptive and irresistibly charming as we possibly can. We need to use this auspicious time to daven and cry our, our, our eyes out. Look, tshuva is good, but even more than tshuva, we need to ask and we need to pray that we can mend that broken relationship that we let slip away throughout the course of the year. This is the only way our judge, the Rabbi Shalom, will look favorably upon us and not allow us to fall into the abyss. May all Klayisol hear the ultimate besura of Mashiach Tzedkenu very soon. And may we all be zechet to agit geben shdurak sivach simatoiva, a year of gezunt, of parnosa, of naches, of health, of all good zachen. And Mitzvah Hashem, the relationship that we are working so hard to reestablish with the Rabbi Shalom at this time, will remain with us and ensure us, with all, all of us, with a ZCR, a sweet and happy and healthy new year. Wishing everyone a good geben shdurak.